Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Yeah, she just breaks in. She just comes on in whenever she likes. So? Like she owns the bloody joint. Well, that's a cat, isn't it? That's what cats do. Yeah. They and act then like they hiding. own the joint. She was hiding under the couch um, and attacking Pete as he walked past. He's like, do you mind? This That's is my dare house, you. your mole. <laughs> he was very, um, like, just his the look on his face. It was like I, partly I don't give a shit, partly yeah. what? I'm terrified. Who the F are you? <laughs> Hello, hello, welcome to Chickstery, Chicks in History, boom, boom. Wow, that's a good new song. Did you like that? Isn't it? Yeah, I do. Like it a lot. How are you going, Richard? Yeah, I'm not as hungover as I thought I would be. Mm, Um, And I'm also quite vague. I have woken up to an email. Mm -hmm. I've woken up to an email today that Mm -hmm. has told me to remember that I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow night that I do not remember making. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's interesting. It's a bit of a worry. Is it? Maybe you made it ages ago. Maybe it's one of those doctors Mm. that... You make months in advance, no. and no, it's like, quite new. This that. this particular doctor is quite new. Also, it doesn't surprise me. There are a lot of things being um, booked, not booked. I'm buying a lot of things online. Yeah, you're getting a lot of having a few drinks. Yeah, and buying stuff. Oh, I did that last night. I bought last night. I bought a a bath pillow. Oh, that's it. You do need one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really when, good, like, nice, you know. And, um, and I bought a tray. Drunk? Yeah, and I bought a tray <laughs> for um, like a breakfast tray. It's a wooden one, oh. but it's got a laptop, a laptop stand on it with a drawer and everything, like to put oh. your drink in. Oh. So I'm never leaving my bed ever again. So you put it over your legs? Yeah, like that a like a trailed breakfast tray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's brilliant. I know. Yeah, so I got myself was... a laptop stand. <laughs> yes, I, saw I got myself a magic Good. keyboard. I've got myself. Oh, what's <laughs> I've got magic myself. Keyboard? Yeah, the magic, magic keyboard's great. Oh well, Why because it it, it's wireless. Oh, I've got one of those. I didn't know it was a magic keyboard. Jeez. Well, that's what it's called. I Maybe when I write things you. from now on, they'll be a bit more special knowing it's written on a magic keyboard. Yes. Um, I've had a, a last couple of days of drinking, buying online, um, eating really good foods, making really good foods, mm-hmm. trying not to have a Groundhog Day all the time, but... I honestly am waking up most mornings not knowing what day it is. Mm, same. I also thought I was on Studio 10 again tomorrow and I'm not. I don't know where I've made that up from. Oh, 
Okay. That's just, you know. But I'm not. Live your best life, even if it's not real. I don't know. I know. (laughs) What's happening to me? I'm just hoping it's lockdown fever. I'm hoping I'm not losing my mind. No, I think it's just early. Speaking of losing your mind, um, I watched Lars and the Real Girl again last night. Oh, such a good movie. Oh, my God. I wailed. I wail so much in that movie. It's so beautiful and I just, you know, do you remember the bit where he, um, you know, know, because when he's at his office, I'm not going to spoil it, by the way, if if you haven't seen it, but. He's at his office and it's a, the premise is about a guy who has a girlfriend but she's a blow-up doll and yeah. he's obviously having a little episode um, but the whole town yeah. goes along with it to just because they know yeah. he's not well and it's just so heartwarming but there's a bit where he goes into his office and I love how they show that there's other – the other employees in his office are um, also have their toys and they get really – you know how they show the, the comparison between the guy who has his figurines and the girl who has her teddy bear and they get just as invested in their toys. And oh, do you remember I don't that? I remember and then, it, but, but yeah, no. and the, the girl and the I've guy. I've only seen have, it once. The girl and the guy, his workmates, have this thing where they keep stealing each other's toys and it kind of just shows how like we all do that to – we make inanimate objects mean something and yeah she um he yeah she comes in one morning and her the other guy has put her bear in a noose and she's devastated that the bear has been put in a noose and she goes and sits in the kitchen and she cries and he does yeah um he does resuscitation on the bear and brings oh, the bear back to life do you remember that i have to watch it again no oh my lord to watch it again it's God, such a good movie. I just remember the brother and the wife yeah. were very lovely to him. Yeah, they have to pretend. And it was a great he, movie and that I liked it yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. He, he asked That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. He asked at a dinner and they, they're like, he's like, I've got a new girlfriend. They get so excited. And then um, yeah, that's right. the next minute they're sitting in the lounge room with a blow-up doll. Which is great. I'm going to watch it again Um, and then next episode we'll – I think everyone listening should watch it again and then we'll have a little discussion about it next week. So there will be spoilers next week. Yeah. People, so watch it. it. Um, And uh, then I went on to watch a show about breast milk. And did you know that there's this thing that people, older humans, are consuming breast milk as a supplement for people who work out. Go. Yeah, no, I did know about that. And I know you can have breast milk cheese. It's a thing. It's a, There's a whole market. It is a you thing. And it, it is no different to any animal's milk. We are drinking breast milk all the time. We are, but it's not doing what everyone thinks that it's doing because it's it. You, there's no need for what's in it. Then once you've kind of become a baby and yeah. you're coming out of that, that all the stuff that's in it is not really going to do much for a human. No, but that's why animals adult. go off their mother's milk and start yeah. drinking water. The yeah. same as us. We don't need it anymore. But we drink it. Well, well we, we drink alcohol. Animal. 
Um, but God, it was yeah. just fascinating. And just the women who are just like pumping every three hours because they've got a business <laughs> selling this shit on the internet. And they, I can't they did it. Crap you watch. Oh man, I tell you. And then they did a they did a thing where this scientist um ordered about ninety different um specimens so she could test it. Mm. And she said ninety mm. percent of, of them had the same bacteria as sewage um as the no. sewer. Yep. Yep. Because they can't keep what was it that on. Why? Oh, because it's not part. It's part. It's not pasteurized or homogenized, is it? No, it's all. It's not good. It's like you could do yourself some very bad damage. And she said some of the packaging was terrible. It was like some was good, like it was frozen and dry, you know, dry frozen or whatever. Others, she said it was the milk was seeping out and leaking and like <laughs> it's like this is mm. disgusting. People popping it in their smoothies. Jeez, yeah, that's it. wrong. People- May as well mm. just pop some pus in your in your coffee, oh. people. Your pussy <laughs> pussy coffee. That's the next big trend. Pussy cough. Don't. They call it pussy cough. Don't. Um. <laughs> what have you been watching this week? Um, I watched a color purple. I watched a color purple, which is my favorite movie of all time. Bawled my eyes out again. Oh, like, it gives you a really movie. good catharsis. Yes, yeah, it's a good cry, isn't it? It lets and I needed it. Good. I think we've needed cries every week in lockdown. So I'm finding really good movies to have a good sob to. That's a good um I like that. That's a good way of yeah, releasing. You need to release. Do you know that tears contain um a healing agent? Like that's a scientific fact. That's why we have tears, because they heal. And not only are they um, good for our mental health, they're good for our physical health apparently as well, but um, that's why you need to release them. Yeah. It's so incredibly important to do that. Um, Mm. And then you feel better. You always feel better after a cry, always. It's a guaranteed thing. Yeah, you do. You do feel better after a cry. It's a good idea. Just put on a tearjerker. Yeah. I reckon you find something to manufacture it a little bit. Like I need to manufacture the – I need to get it going almost like a car with a choke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because I take antidepressants that Mm -hmm. numb me quite well, really. Yeah. Yeah. So they keep me from going up in my manic episodes, Mm -hmm. going really high or really low. Yeah. So because of that, I find it hard to cry like I, I, I normally would. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so sometimes I have to kind of, you know, warm the engine up. <laughs> Manufacture it a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I have to give it a little, uh, a little nudge. Yeah. Get myself in a little zone and then yeah. just release. And release. Good and on it's you. great. And you feel better. You do. So that's what I've been doing, watching funny things and then something sad and then something really uplifting, finding, as you know, I'm not a big um, watcher of anything that will feed my pain body too much. Yeah, yeah. So I do steer clear of anything that is too heartbreaking. Yeah, yep, yep. But um, I find TikTok is quite 
fun. There's some really talented people on TikTok. God, there is, isn't there? Absolutely. It's it's a little world of talent on that thing, creative, quirky, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, it, is. it is. It's hit it's hit and miss, but it's like um it's like with anything, you kind of just gotta, you know, give it a give it a go and yeah. you come across some gold. Oh as you go. F F and Oath. Fanny. F, F and Oath. Can Oath. Um Hey um Yeah. Did you see on Instagrams um Clementine Ford posted a photo of her grandmother or her mother? Mm. And they had told a beautiful story. If you haven't seen it, go and have a look at it. It's really beautiful. Oh, okay. No, she told a really that. sad story um, about oh. the two women, her mother and her grandmother, and their kind of mental health issues and struggles and awful things that went they went through in their life and how um, her grandmother remarried. I think she had five marriages and one of mm. them, um, an Englishman, came to Australia but said that she could only bring two of her children. Oh, wow. So she left her two sons and she never saw them again. Wow. And Clementine was telling this story and then put up a post, not a post, sorry, a comment under it that said, update, someone has done some sleuthing and we found the two brothers, my two (gasps) uncles. you got to look at it. One of them has passed, unfortunately, but... The other one, wow. yeah, yeah. So she's been in contact with oh, them, shit. you know, all day yesterday. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That's incredible. I yeah. love that. It is. That's I love so it too. Good. Yeah, so yeah. Good. Um, is it a post or a story? Is it still going to be up? It's a post. Yeah, oh, it's a post. It's a black and white photo. Check it out. Check, check, check it out. Yeah, yeah you'll love it. You'll love it. Mm. So a little shout out. Do we do shout-outs before or after? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, dear, before. How does this go? Do you do your story first? <laughs> no, you do. And then you, I do a shout-out? Do, do whatever you like. We can do We, we can. can. It's our podcast. I mean, if you don't feel like doing your shout-out right now, that's fine. We can do it at the end. You, yeah, whatever you do you your like. story. Yeah. And then we'll do, I'll do a shout-out. How's that? Okay. We'll do it a little bit yeah. different this week. Let's mix it up a bit. So straight. Well, let's get straight into it. Okay. Who the you story got this week? Who's it? Who now, have you got a chick in history? I do have. That's it. See, you're back. You know what this is about now, isn't it? <laughs> I, we tell each other stories about chicks in history. That's yes. why it's called Chickstery. Okay. Chickstery. Um, now, this got? is probably not the best one today for you if you're feeling a little bit um, scattered, but just bear with me, okay? Um, before I tell you the story of this amazing woman, uh, yeah. we're going to have a little science lesson, okay? Okay. So, I love science. You know Good. I do. I know, but, I mean, just I'm, I'm worried that you're not all there today. So oh, we're going to talk it. about atoms, Sorry. okay? We're talk atoms? about atoms. Atoms. Split, splitting the atom, that's what Einstein did. Shh. Okay. Did oh, oh, I've ruined uh, it. An atom is a fundamental piece of matter, okay? And everything in the universe except for energy is made up of matter. So everything in the universe is made of atoms. That's our first lesson, okay? 
Now, an atom itself is made up of three kinds of particles, protons, neutrons, and electrons. And every time I say the word neutron, I want to sing, I'm just burning, doing a neutron dance. Yes, pointer sisters. burning, doing. Yeah. So protons, neutrons, and electrons, okay? Now, protons and neutrons make up the center of the atom called the nucleus. And the electrons fly around above the nucleus in a small cloud. Now, atoms come in all different sizes. A carbon atom, for example, has six protons, six neutrons and six electrons. Often they all have the same number of protons, neutrons and electrons, but sometimes they don't. Um, So depending on on the... um, how many atoms, for example, is is how heavy the element is. So when you're thinking of like um, hydrogen, that's the lightest, okay? And then uranium is one of the heaviest. Well, they thought at the time back in the 1930s it was the heaviest. So it's 18.7 times denser than water. Um, wow. And yeah. Now there's there's something um, with with uranium and I'm not going to get too much into it, but isotopes and there's two different types of isotopes that uranium has. Now this means that it's unstable and it's an unstable atom, and um, under certain conditions it can be split, which means it's going to yield a lot of energy. So um, it's said to be fissile. So fissile meaning that it could be separated um, and right. So, um, so yeah, so when they're unstable, it means they have an imbalance of neutrons and protons and they are essentially radioactive. So the atom is radioactive because it has too much energy making it unstable. And after a while, that extra energy has to be released somewhere. And um, so nuclear nuclear fission is the physical process by which very large atoms, like uranium, are split into smaller atoms. This is what makes nuclear – I can't – nuclear bombs. Yep. I have a problem with that word. Nuclear, yep. <laughs> nuclear bombs and nuclear power plants possible. Look, to, to okay? be f- fair, you, I don't think you're saying that any worse than Trump would. Nuclear yeah, nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. So you're actually making it more difficult for yourself. Try it again and just say nuclear. Nuclear. That's it. Nuclear. Nuclear. Nukes. No nukes, man. Um, no nukes. No nukes. Say so nudes. No nukes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little science lesson. It's, just, it's important to, un- to know that the, an atom, if it's unstable, it can cause radioactivity. Um, uranium is the heaviest atom at the time and um, when you split an atom like uranium, it has this energy that needs to go somewhere, okay? And this nuclear fission um, is what that process is called, okay? So just keep that in the back of your mind, all right? Now. Okay, okay. Liza Meitner. Lise, Liza, Lise Meitner, um, was born in Vienna in 1878 into a Jewish upper middle class family. 
She has a fascination with science already from a really young age and from um, the time she was eight, she's conducting her own experiments and she's keeping her notebook under her pillow. She um, even decides that um, when the she's told that, you know, no one should work on the Sabbath and um, I think I said that to you today because we're recording on a Sunday. Um, but so, but she does her own experiment and she, she decides she's going to do some calculations and she keeps looking up at the sky to see if anything will happen and um, that's her earliest experiment that she remembers doing. And so she, she, she does mathematical equations and she keeps looking up at the sky and nothing is happening and so she's not going to be struck by lightning. Um, her, her formal schooling ends at the age of 14 and um, at that time women could not attend higher education. This is there's a little bit of a trend going on here, isn't there? Women yeah. not being able to attend high school. Um, so she spends a few just years. don't need it. Yeah, look, they just, it's just a bother. Just stay at home and they don't need oh. it. They're just going to have babies and look after their husbands. What on mm. earth do they need a brain for? She spent she spends a few years. Just, yeah, don't be ridiculous. She spends a few years just kind of you know pottering about the house, and then um, finally Austrian universities begin um, admitting women in nineteen oh one. Um, she has a lot to catch up on because all of her people of her age are, you know, obviously have men, I should say, of her age have already studied and graduated. So, um, and she really wants to go to university. So, um, she obtains her high school certification at the age of 23. She compresses eight years worth of logic, literature, maths, Greek, Latin, botany, zoology, and physics into 20 months. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Chick. Chick's rule. In order to study to take the examination, that would qualify her for university. And she does it. Wow. And she gets in. There's a quote from her back in the day, and she says, um, thinking back to the time of my youth, one realises with some astonishment how many problems then existed in the lives of ordinary young girls, which now seems almost unimaginable. Among the most difficult of these problems was the possibility of normal intellectual training. Ooh, absolutely. Meitner became the first female to graduate from the University of Vienna and also the second in the world to earn a doctorate in physics. At the age of 29, and she's painfully shy, she travels to Berlin anyway in the hopes of studying with a famous physicist there um, at the time called Max Planck. Um, Planck? Planck. Planck. So, um, that's where planking came from. Plankton. Can you stop with your science questions? No, no, no. It wasn't a science question. Oh, I wonder if that's where planking came from. No, not plankton. (laughs) What if he was the very first ever planker? I think he was. Well, it's spelled P L. What are you doing? He's like, I'm just, I don't know what to call this. Planking? I don't know. Why are you doing that on the ground for? I don't know. I call it planking. Um, but okay, so when she gets to Berlin, she feels like she stepped back in time because German universities didn't allow women to attend. Um, but and Sounds Max, familiar. 
Yeah, and good old Max. Um, he had a reputation of rejecting women from attending any of his lectures. Um, and he was also on the record to say that he was opposed to women being admitted to universities in general. But he was willing to admit that there was the occasional exception. And Lisa, Lisa was that exception. Lisa. <laughs> and he allowed her Just to call stick. Her Liza. Liza. Uh, and he allowed her to sit in on the lectures, although she's still not allowed to attend the university officially. So she's allowed to come in, sneak into the classroom and listen to his lectures. Thanks, Max. Yeah. Um, yeah. So while she's in Berlin, she has a lot of spare time between attending Max's lectures, OVS, and um, there's no TikTok for her to be scrolling through just in the downtime. So she, um, it's 1907 and she's introduced to Otto Hahn, a German uh, chemist. Uh, he's looking for a lab assistant. So, and Hahn, bless him, Otto, Otto Hahn, he's not opposed to working with women. So he offers uh, Liza the job um, to come and help with him in the lab. And of course it's unpaid, but come along anyway. Uh, he's working out of Berlin's Chemical Institute um, and women were forbidden to enter the building. So in order to collaborate. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm sick of all this shit. I know. What aren't we allowed to do? Are we allowed to do anything, Berlin, no. Vienna? Not yet. Not yet. Um, he was um, – so in order for them to collaborate, um, he is given the use of a former woodworking shop that's in the basement to use as a lab and um, he sets up some tools and stuff where he can do experiments but um, he also has to rely on the labs in the university or in the institute upstairs where he can complete most of his research but um, Liza obviously is not allowed to go upstairs. Um, she has to stay in the basement. It has its own external um, entrance so she's not coming in the main entrance, which is great. And um, if she wants to go to the toilet, she has to use the one at the restaurant down the street. Oh, the following, nice. Hope she doesn't yeah. get diarrhoea. The following year, however, women are admitted, allowed and admitted to uh, Prussian universities. So they're in Prussia at the time, um, part mm -hmm. of Berlin, and um, women's toilets are installed in the building. Yay! Miracle. This collaboration um, between Otto and Liza um, would continue for 30 years of uh, collaborating together and they would both emerge as pioneers in the study of radioactivity. Or would they? Bum, 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 it's going to be interesting. So they continue I working I have together. a very, very weird feeling yeah, about this. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know what's okay. coming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I yes, think we all know, know how these stories going. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just know how these I stories know. go now. Uh, so anyway, they continue working together on the sciencey bits and bobs. Uh, and in um, in July in 1914, shortly before the outbreak of World War One, uh, Han is called to active duty in the army and Liza undertakes x-ray uh, an x-ray technician training uh, and a course on anatomy and she joins the Austrian army as an x-ray nurse technician. Uh, eventually they return back to the lab and in 1920 women are eventually allowed the right to an actual qualification from a university. 
So they've wow. been attend. So just think about that. They've been attending university for almost twenty years, right? Mm. Um, or would, well, it would have been twenty years in in Austria, for example. But they're only allowed to get their qualifications now. So they, yeah. You know, allowed- can I just say in you know the suffragette? Do you remember when we did Emmeline, um, yeah. Emily? Yeah. The movie, movie suffragette with. Um, Carrie Mulligan in it. Um, Helena mm. Bonham Carter plays a woman that is like a pharmacist, chemist. Yes, but right. she's not qualified. But she's the one. Like the husband is the has the qualification. Yeah, but she's the yeah. one who dispenses yeah. everything because she's so smart. Yes, but women couldn't have a qualification. It just no, she couldn't be recognised. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but you, you went to her their pharmacy and she was the one you wanted to be treated by. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So eventually they return they return to the lab. So in 1920, women are eventually allowed the right to an actual qualification. Um, in 1922, Liza becomes the first woman to receive a qualification in physics in Prussia and only the second in Germany ever. Wow. wow. After, you'll love this, Hedwig Kahn. <gasps> Hedy. Is that name again? Hedy. Edwig. Hedy who? Con. K-O-H-N. Cone. Con. Con. Cone. Yep. Anyway. Yep. So from 1923 to 1933, she teaches tutorials at the Friedrich Willem University and she supervises doctoral students for chemistry and in 1926 she becomes a professor and the first woman university professor of physics in Germany. Wow. So she clever. Yay, Liza. She clever. She's smart, now, girl. Now, 1933, this dude called Adolf Hitler is sworn in as the <laughs> Chancellor of Germany. What a dick he turned that into. That old bloody chestnut. He enforces what's known as the law for the restoration of the professional civil service. It's one of the first anti-Semitic and racist laws to be passed um, by the Nazis. And what it does is it removes Jewish people from the civil service, which includes academia. Wow. Yep. It just removes them. Yep. Just, you know, it just, you lose your job. You just, you've, that's yeah, it. You don't you have a qualification work. anymore. No, you can't work in your job if you're working for any civil service, which included schools at the time. So although um, Liza is teaching in Germany, she's initially exempt from, and she's Jewish, she's initially exempt from the law uh, on multiple grounds. So apparently she finds loopholes. She's been employed um before 1914, she had served in the military during world, the World War. Um, she was an Austrian rather than a German citizen um, and the institute where she was working was a government industry partnership. So it wasn't technically a civil um, or a government-owned uh, institution. However, only a few months later, she is eventually dismissed from her job on the grounds that the, her World War I service was not at the front and that she hadn't completed her qualification um, until 1922. So those loopholes that she thought she had jumped through, no longer. Um, she wasn't allowed to teach, but she was allowed to um, stay on at the Institute and um, she continued to do that. In 1938, after Germany's unification with Austria, she loses her Austrian citizenship. 
and um, basically becomes a refugee uh, with the help of a friend and her lab partner, Otto. Um, they hatch a plan to, um, to, to let her escape, to get her out of Berlin. To avoid right. suspicion, she's going to maintain her usual routine. She'll remain at the institute until 8 o'clock. Um, she's packed two small suitcases carrying only summer clothes and she's given a diamond ring by Otto Hahn, um, which he's inherited from his mother, just in case she needs it for to bribe any of the officials. Yeah. And she takes 10 marks in her purse. She spends the night at Otto's house and the next morning she meets uh, her friend at the train station. They pretend to have just met each other by chance and most of the guards assume that that she's the wife of the, the her friend who is a professor. So she makes mm-hmm. the escape out of um, across the Dutch border and into Holland without incident. Phew. <laughs> For you. God, I would love that in movies. If that happened, they just someone came over the movie and went, phew. Phew. Now, from Holland, she migrates to Denmark where she stays with friends and then she's finally, she finally uh, finds a permanent home um, at the Nobel Institute for Physics in Sweden. She continues to correspond with Otto um, as he works on experimenting with splitting the uranium atom. So there's three of them. There's um, Otto, there's um, Liza, and then there's another guy whose name I don't know, but who cares because he's a man. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, But there is another guy. Anyway, (laughs) so although... um, Although he is one of the world's, um, Otto is one of the world's best radiochemists and Liza is one of the world's best physicists, um, he starts doing all these experiments and he reports back to Liza and um, tells her what his findings are. And she's like, "Mm, that doesn't seem right. And she Mm -hmm. says, do you want to maybe just check it, repeat the experiment? And he's like, nah, you're a chick, you don't know anything. Anyway, she chicks she, don't surf. Chicks don't surf. Um, she continues to ponder the results that um, Otto has found, and she has um, at this time she's working with her nephew, who's also a scientist, and um, whose name is also Otto. Um, and he, um, they start collaborating together, and they one day they're out walking in the snow. Um, it's actually Christmas Day. And she starts thinking, she's like, hmm, hang on a minute. There's something not quite right with these results. So she wonders, what if the nucleus acted like a liquid and not a solid? So if this was the case, when the neuron hit the nucleus, it would actually split into two drops. And the mass that disappeared actually converted to energy. And this would be a lot of energy. And she concluded that this was the process known as fission. So it was the the process of the nucleus splitting into two and that it would produce a powerful source of energy, atomic energy, in fact. 
So she does some math stuff. She, you know, carries the one times by two power of four equals <laughs> divided by. Then she, then she remembers a little. She remembers a little formula by just a guy who you might have heard of called Albert Einstein. E oh, equals yeah. squared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she does that, and she goes one, two, one plus m, two. Carry the three equals m c squared, and it all fits. And she's like, I, I, I know, I know why it does that. Why I know why those chemicals are reacting that way why those atoms are reacting that way I know I know it I know I know I know it I've just come up with this thing it's called nuclear fission um the word's never been used before it's never been described the process has never been described um she has come up with the notion that the nucleus can be split and transformed into another element this was radical no one had fathomed this before mm-hmm. um and she had provided the first understanding of how and why the sciencey stuff happened the way it did. Okay? Yeah. So Otto Hahn, her mate, he goes, huh. he goes, oh, you're really fucking clever. Mm. I'm going to take all those insights and I'm going to run with it and I'm going to publish this discovery and I'm not going to mention your name. Is he allowed to do that? No. So when it comes time does, to publish. Does it anyway? Yeah. Yep. When it comes time to publish, he knows that including a Jewish woman on the paper would cost him his career in Germany. So he publishes it without her, falsely claiming that the discovery was based solely on insights that he had gleaned from his own work and that any physical insight contributed by her played an insignificant role. What a cut. It just makes you so mad. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm not surprised, yeah. but I am disappointed. Totally. I but know. I'm not surprised. So even though Han produced this paper and he could say what it was, he couldn't say how. And he wouldn't have even come up with the explanation of what it was either um, if it hadn't have been for, for Liza making him question and making him retest his experiments. And um, so in 1939, Liza and her nephew write a letter to the editor of a magazine called Nature and they describe exactly how such a thing could occur. They name it um, fission for the first time and they provide a physical explanation of how it could happen. So ironic, ironically, she explains the mechanism of Hahn's discovery. When the right. papers appear, when the letter, her letter and the papers appear, all of the leading physicists at the time immediately realise that this is a great source of, um, this is a source of great destructive energy. And scientists before her, like Albert Einstein, Rutherford and Niels Bohr, um, had said that harnessing atomic power was close to impossible. But she had discovered that it was, in fact, possible. So nuclear fission would prove to be one of the most powerful and dangerous discoveries in the history of humanity. It's central um, to the invention of the deadliest weapon in human history, the atomic bomb. The atomic bomb, atoms. Mm-hmm. But it's all making sense now. Liza 
didn't want any part of making the bomb. She declined an offer to join her nephew on the British mission on the Manhattan Project, declaring, I will have nothing to do with a bomb. And she was quite disgusted that that's what her findings were going to be used for. Um, Just as a side note, the Manhattan Project, which I didn't realise was um, where they tested and developed the first uh, atomic bombs. They employed over 120,000 Americans um, in New Mexico and um, the first atomic bomb, as we know, was dropped on Hiroshima on the 6th Mm. of August 1945 and the second bomb was dropped Mm. on Nagasaki um, on August 9. Um, in uh, 1945. So um, she had later said that the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki had come as a surprise to her and that she was sorry that the bomb had to be invented. Mm. Uh, On the 15th of November 1945, the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences announced that Otto Hahn had been awarded the 1944 Nobel Prize in Chemistry for his discovery of the fission of heavy atomic nuclei. Even though it was Meitner who told Otto to test test everything in detail um, and that she told him that it was only possible to, you know, that he would get the uh, results if he'd listened to what she was saying about how uranium worked and whatever and, you know, think of it as a liquid and blah, blah, blah. So without any of those contributions, he would not have, he would not have been able to publish what he published or to find what he found. Right. So, um, yeah, so he gets awarded for the Nobel Prize and she gets completely forgotten about, just not even. And do you know what? When I was even doing this research, there are still articles, if you Google it, there's still articles that only mention him and the other dude and they don't, she doesn't even get a look in. It's only certain articles. Now, according to the Nobel Prize archive, she's been nominated 19 times for a Nobel Prize in chemistry Mm -hmm. and 29 times for a Nobel Prize in physics, but she's never been awarded one. And as of 2019, Nobel Prizes have been awarded to 866 men and only 53 women. What a chip. <laughs> what a chip. Now, later on in life and just proving how much of an excellent human she is, she decides to let bygones be bygones and she reconnects with Otto Hahn. Um, oh, when they're in there. When they're <laughs> they're in their eighties by this stage, and they resume a really beautiful friendship. And um, although the Nobel Committee never acknowledged its mistake, she's later included in um, an award from the U.S. Department of Energy, and um, it's called the Enrico Fermi Award for pioneering research in the naturally occurring radioactivities and extensive experimental studies leading to the discovery of fission. The recognition came two decades after she had done this thing and also just in time as she died peacefully in her sleep on October 27, 1968, just days before her 90th birthday. 
Her headstone reads, Liza Meitner, a physicist who never lost her humanity. Um, So although every imaginable imaginable roadblock had been put in place before her, um, you know, in terms of her pursuing her scientific education, that she'd survived Nazi persecution, she'd endured having to... um, you know, exile from her country, she considered the Nobel omission um, the most irredeemable sorrow of her life. Yeah. And uh, a controversy keeps raging about the discovery of nuclear fission um, and even critics today say it represents one of the worst examples of blatant racism and sexism by the Nobel Committee. Yep. And then in 1992, she has an element named after her. Um, it's the he- heaviest known element in the universe now, element 109, and it was named the Mytanerium. 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 In her honour. Okay. And that's yep. the story of Liza Meitner, who was robbed of the Nobel prize because it was given to a man <sighs> the end it's it's very it's a very good story but it, it really is you know what a heartbreaking story yeah it's sad it's very a sad woman robbed of her paid due mm. is mm-hmm. you know it's sad and I'm really glad that we are doing this kind of thing to highlight um and Absolutely. put a spotlight on these kind of women who yep. have this is exactly why we do this exactly. Ma- exactly Liza what a chick in history what a bloody good chick in history and you know look I probably dumbed down the science a bit she's very 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 no, very I'm, I'm glad you dumbed it down and I went we're into not, we're not scientists no I went into the deepest darkest bloody whole trying to learn about atoms and so I knew what I was talking about I did learn some things but holy shit you know when they start talking about just isotypes and this and the weight and the divided by this and the a equals mc squared I was like what I didn't you know I I was not good at maths at school I used to get in trouble and get sent to the the um, clever maths class as punishment I used to get sent to Unit 4, Unit so 4 the math. smart kids could point at you. So the smart kids could like maths in the sand, in the sand pit and um, <laughs> or maths in space as we called it. And um, they, yeah, and we'd get in trouble and they, the, our bloody teacher would send us to the smarty pants class. That's humiliating. Like we were dunces. It's like we were dunces. Yeah, you like put we in the dunces. corner with a dunce hat on. Yeah. Yep, yep. They put it, did they put a, 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 a blackboard, a little blackboard around your neck and say I'm Metaphorically, a Metaphorically, yeah, they did. Mm. That Just FYI, that kind of humiliation does not work because you're still not good at maths. So you're proof, living proof that that kind of thing does nothing but bully people. I was never good anyway, at maths. Liza, we Liza Meitner. Yeah, Liza Meitner. She is amazing and I'm Legend. really glad that you told us about her because I've never heard of her before. Yep. Good. I'm glad Just you mentioned like her. Just like Hedy Lamar. 
yes. who invented Wi-Fi. Yep. Just incredible. These yep. things changed the world. <laughs> These they things did. changed the world. They did. Like, they we, did. The, the world we live in today. Yeah, and Can look, I, before know, we go. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. I was just going to say no? that, you know, we're not, I'm not condoning, you know, atomic bombs. I'm not saying that what she discovered was, you know, for, for like she said, she was very sad that it got, it turned into a bomb. But um, it does, it is used, atomic energy is used in like, um, you know, missiles and stuff like that, propulsion yeah. and blah blah um, Yeah. And the, you can also um, make electricity from it, even though Greenpeace says it's not good. We know that, you know, mining the earth for uranium is not good. So not saying it that, that you know, but it's it's a massive discovery of science. Mm. The end. It is. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, yes. I just wanted to um, also say something I wanted to say in the beginning that I completely forgot about because you know how scatty I am at the moment. Yes. Um, that this week in America, history was made Oh, with um, Joe Biden choosing his running mate. Yes. Um, yes. A, who is a woman called Kamala Harris and she is the first yep. woman of colour to yep. be on a major party Incredible. ticket. Her mother is from, emigrated from India and she was a breast cancer scientist and her father emigrated from Jamaica. Yep. He did and something. Then, yep. Yeah. And I just wanted to um, say how amazing that we know we're living in a world where we've ex- seen that for the first time. A hundred percent. It's very cool. I hope they get in. I don't know that they will. I think, I mean, that's, don't even get me started about American politics, but I honestly think that Trump and his Republicans are going to completely fuck this election and make it uh, very fraudulent. Mm. I do believe that. But miracles can happen. Yeah. And I would like to see a black woman become the vice president of America. Yeah, and it's just as you say, it's a good, um, it's a, it's a good. I want to say gesture, but it, that seems like it's making it smaller than it is. But it's just a good step in the right direction. Yeah, Even if they don't. Yeah, yeah that's it's right. Just such a good thing to to show young women of color, in particular, that yes. you know this is possible. It's yes. possible. It. Um, Joe Biden did a tweet that said. Something, I'm misquoting it probably, um, something along the lines of little black girls and brown girls woke up this morning knowing oh. that they have a chance for this to be in their future. That's amazing. And what a wonderful thing that is. Something oh. like that. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it is. And even just for that, even if That's they don't know, just for that. Because, you know, if she, yeah, exactly. And if he doesn't win this election... Yeah. I don't think he'll go for another one, which is fine. But, you know, in the future, she's young. She was only born in 1964, Kamala. Yeah. yeah. Or Kamala. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Kamala, um, is it? She could end up being Kamala. Hmm. You know what we're like with pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> but she could end up being the president one day. She could. She very well could. So I mean, it doesn't look like it's a, yes. it's a hard job. 
I mean, look at bloody what <laughs> doesn't look like as it hard as it is. It smell. doesn't look like it at the moment. Anyone can do it. Like it. Oh Jesus! But uh, as mm. as the world is proving, as as as, as events are proving, it is mm. quite a difficult job, and you can fuck it up pretty royally. And yeah. uh, we're watching that happen right now. Yep, we are. We are. So that's it. Don't another get me episode. started. Another, no, get me started. Um, another episode. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to us. Yeah, subscribe to us so that you don't miss. We drop new episodes every Thursday, um, and you might yeah. forget, and that's fine. But if you subscribe, comes up in your little feed, you gives, gives you a little reminder yeah. that there's a new episode up. And um, tell yeah. your friends, you know, tell your mum, tell your, mm. tell your, tell your your men in your life, tell your dad. Well. Yeah. Tell your brothers. Tell your, tell your uncles. Tell your tell sons. Tell everyone. Definitely tell your um, sons to listen. No, we're very, very grateful already for all the people who are listening and we're we're super excited and, and very humble at the um, amount of people who have been listening. It's not. Look, we're not breaking charts or records just yet, but it's we're not cool. breaking bread. It's cool that we, you know, we're telling – Telling people yeah, about these stories. stories. So that's great. We love it. And we're going to continue to do it. Look at you. You've got to the end. So if you're still listening, I'm just going to give you a few little credity bits. Executive producers of this podcast is me, Evie Jones, and of course, Annie Potatoes. But we've also got Sam Peterson. He's our producer, our editor, our wine boy, our whipping boy. He does everything. And he's also got a great podcast called Confessions of the Idiots. You know, if you all listen to us, we appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram at chickstreet underscore podcast. And you can email us at mychickstreet at gmail.com.